Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, featuring your host, Anna Jaworski. Our program is a program designed to empower the CHD or congenital heart defect community. Our program may also help families who have children who are chronically ill by bringing information and encouragement to you in order to become an advocate for your community. Now, here is Anna Jaworski. Season of Heart to Heart with Anna. Our theme this season is Carpe Diem, Seize the Day, and we have a great show for you today. Have you ever wondered if your heart child will decide to go into a profession that will enable him or her to give back to the community that has given so much to your family? I know I often wondered. Now my son, who was born with a single ventricle heart, is a pharmacy technician at our local hospital. Given all the time that we spend at hospitals and the fact that my husband is a nurse, I wondered if my boys would ever feel comfortable in a hospital setting and choose a health-based career. Today's show deals with another CHD survivor who is living each day to the fullest and giving back to the heart community and the reckoning. Today's show is Seizing the Day with Tracy Lavecki. Tracy Lavecki has combined her life experience as a patient with congenital heart disease with her love of helping others. She received her master's degree in social work from Rutgers University in 1991. She has been working as a psychotherapist in private practice since 1997. She has a diverse client background with a special interest in working with teens and adults who have congenital heart disease. Tracy has worked in a variety of settings as a private therapist, a clinical director, as well as a consultant for long-term care and hospital settings. From 2004 to 2008, she consulted for UCLA's Amundsen's Adult Congenital Heart Disease Center and is currently the mental health consultant for the Adult Congenital Heart Association. Tracy currently provides psychotherapy to individual adults, adolescents, and couples in her private practice located in Westport, Connecticut. Tracy lives in Westport with her husband and two daughters. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Tracy. Thanks so much for having me. I so enjoyed meeting you at the Adult Congenital Heart Association regional event that we had here in Houston, <laughs> Texas. And I really enjoyed your presentation on psychosocial issues and coping with congenital heart defects. Can you tell us a little bit about your congenital heart defect and how many surgeries you've had? Absolutely. I have something called transposition of the great arteries, Anna, and that's one of the more complex defects. And basically what that is, is it's when the two main arteries leaving the heart are basically reversed or transposed. So because of this, the oxygen, poor blood, enters the right side of the heart, but it just continues to be rerouted back into the body instead of going to the lungs. So when a baby is born with this condition, they're basically called cyanotic or are cyanotic, which means like a blue tint to their skin. Really not compatible with life and they're not able to live more than a few days or weeks without correction. I've had quite a few procedures because of this, the first being when I was two days old. They did something called a rash kind uh, balloon procedure, and that was something that was done to hold me over until the larger surgery could be done at the age of two and a half. And then there was something called a mustard procedure, which is the main open heart surgery that back then they called a corrective surgery. But now as an adult, I know it certainly did not correct my defect. So that was done at two and a half, and I've had so many other procedures and surgeries. I honestly cannot tell you how many there have been, but I can say that at the age of 12, I had a pacemaker implanted. That pacemaker actually had a defect in one of the leads twice over the first two years. 
So between the ages of 12 and 14, I had that replaced two to three times. And then going into my 20s, probably around 21, 22 is when I started having problems again and started having some arrhythmias for which I needed some procedures called cardioversions. And then I had two ablations to basically help me with the different arrhythmias that I was having. So between the ablations, the cardioversions, the surgeries, and the pacemaker replacements, I really don't have a number, but I would say it's probably close to 10, 10 to 15 procedures or surgeries. You didn't give me your date of birth, which a lot of my guests do, but that's okay. Can you at least let us know what decade you're in? Oh, absolutely. No, I was born in 1967, so I'm 48 years old now. So when I first had those procedures that I described early in my life, I was actually one of the first patients to have them. And they still pretty much call me a pioneer because it was this new surgery which was supposed to, as they told my parents back then, correct my defect. But again, as I know now, having lived through what I've gone through, it really was never corrected as they really cannot correct congenital heart defects fully. Absolutely. And that is something that I'm really excited to see the ACHA or the Adult Congenital Heart Association, for those of you listening. I'm going to say ACHA since it's so much easier. (laughs) But I'm really happy to see that the ACHA is so involved with promoting the idea that being born with a congenital heart defect is a lifelong condition and you are never cured. This is something that I think parents want to be told when they hand their babies over to the surgeon, just fix my baby. And I think some parents are actually told that their babies are now fixed. But we are learning that as you grow up, that's not a normal heart. A heart that's been cut on like yours or Alex's, that's not normal. And there are going to be problems that crop up. And it seems like arrhythmias are one of the most common problems to crop up and to need extra care. It's just one of those things that you have to be vigilant. Don't you think, Tracy? Absolutely. I know ACHA has one of its primary messages is the need for lifelong care. So as a child, you'll have your pediatrician, your pediatric cardiologist, and as an adult, you need to go and connect with an adult congenital cardiologist. That's really, really important. Even if you're feeling well, I know when I entered my 20s, I was actually really taken aback by all of the symptoms I was having because, again, in the back of my mind, I was fixed. I just had the pacemaker to contend with, but that was not the case. So I think educating young people about this need is so important. I think so, too. And educating the parents. It is traumatic to have to hand your child over to a surgeon and to have to do it multiple times like your parents have had to do and like I have had to do. It's even more traumatic, but I think we do need to be told constantly because you are in a state of shock with some of this that Mm -hmm. happened. I think we need to be told constantly, this is something that's ongoing and this is something that's going to need that constant care because unfortunately, many, many of our adults are lost to follow-up care. So, Tracy, this season, our theme is Seize the Day, and it's been really fun to do this same theme with every show and find out what different people think. What does carpe diem mean to you? And so some people think, oh, that means skydiving or jumping off cliffs. But what does Seize the Day mean to you? Well, first of all, even if I didn't have a congenital heart defect, I would not be skydiving. That's for sure. So that's not how I define it, although I know a lot of people who do. But for me, when I think about it, really, my immediate goal currently is to slow things down a bit. 
really to take more time to spend with my husband and my two daughters and my family. And it really means focusing and appreciating the simpler things in life. And I didn't always see that, but now I guess in my 40s, I'm seeing that that is more and more important. And it's about keeping perspective on what's important to me and what's not. In other words, really not sweating the small stuff. So it could mean maybe taking a yoga class, maybe today's a beautiful fall day, maybe taking a walk through the fall leaves or taking time to play a board game with one of my kids. And it also means doing work that I really love, which I'm so grateful that I am able to do working with CHD patients and spreading my message just in terms of taking the time to really tune in to your emotional needs as a CHD patient. So I love my work. And again, I feel really grateful to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I think when you have work that you love, it helps you to seize the day. Don't you think so, Tracy? Absolutely. Absolutely. And unfortunately, not everyone is in that position. And another part of seizing the day to me personally, and it's also a message that I like to spread to my patients, is to not allow fear to get in the way of living your life. And I see a lot of CHD patients who struggle with that, and I know I have in my life, but to somehow put it in perspective and to move forward and to take small risks within, of course, the recommendations of your physicians, but to be able to allow yourself to take risks so that you feel that you are living a really, really good quality of life. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And one of the things that the ACHA has done that I love is they actually put together a very portable booklet on all the different places that you can travel and where you can get help if you need help traveling. And I love that because my family loves to travel. And whenever I would take Alex, especially out of the country, one of the first things I would do before booking <laughs> the flight mm-hmm. was to find out what hospitals were nearby just in case we needed to have quick access to a hospital. It can be scary, and that can prevent you from being able to do all the things that you want to do. Traveling was something that was really important to my husband and me, and for us to share that with our children was really important, and I didn't want Alex's congenital heart defect to prevent us from doing that. And luckily it hasn't. And now he's an adult and I've gotten a copy of that little book for him (laughs) because he Mm -hmm. really does travel. And if he's not traveling with me, I know he has the information right there in his hands. But of course, most of us do with our smartphones too, but this is immediate. And if you don't have a Wi-Fi connection, it doesn't matter. (laughs) You have this little book. Well, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And when you're in a moment of crisis, which I know I have been several times, you're really not thinking on your feet. So if you have that little booklet, I think that's maybe the passport that you're referring to with all of the summary of information in terms of your medical history. And then also coupled with the worldwide international directory of congenital heart docs. And I always access that before traveling. And I like to keep it in my phone. And then I have a paper copy as well. And then I don't have to think about it. I can travel and enjoy without the fear of, oh my gosh, what if something happens? Because I have a plan. So that's what I really strive to do in terms of seizing the day is, again, living, traveling, doing what I want to do without that worry because I've thought about it in advance, I've made a plan, and then I put it aside and hopefully we'll never have to use it. Right, right. I love that. That's something that I think we should encourage all people to do. In fact, it's kind of funny. That's kind of the Boy Scout motto, which is be prepared. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Right. (laughs) When you are prepared, though, it allows you to relax a little bit. You don't have as much fear because you've got everything taken care of. I'm one of these people who likes to be in control. 
And so that helps me to feel more in control because really control is an illusion. But at least you can mm-hmm. prepare yourself as much as possible so that if things do go crazy, which they do sometimes, at least you're ready, you're prepared. Mm-hmm. Well, That's right. One of the things that I liked about your presentation in Houston was that you talked about some of the different psychosocial concerns that adults with congenital heart defects have to deal with. And one of those problems is PTSD. Another problem is that some people have ongoing issues, like you with your pacemaker. It's not uncommon for people to have arrhythmia issues or for some people to need oxygen. What advice would you give to somebody who has those extra medical concerns about how they can seize the day? Well, I think my first thought is to look at and to get a sense of if you're grieving. I mean, grief is something that people think only occurs or you need to go through when there's a death of someone you love. But I also see it again and again and again in folks with chronic or very serious illness because it sometimes means a loss of a physical ability. So I would say recognize that, number one. And if there is some grief involved, some losses involved, to really try to process and to deal with that. Because if you don't, it's going to be really, really important to move forward and to accept what it is you're faced with. I also would say I think it's important to look at what you can and what you cannot do and to focus on the can. I see a lot of people that oftentimes will focus, I can't play such and such sport anymore or I can't run as much or now I need to really tone down maybe my work and go on disability. So there are a lot of, again, different limits that are sometimes imposed on patients. And I think if you can instead look at, well, I can't do this profession anymore, but maybe I can do something else and focus your time and your attention on that, sometimes that can be helpful. I think also using some downtime when you're recovering from procedures and surgeries to really deepen relationships with your family and friends is something that I have heard again and again and I've seen in my own life can be very, very helpful and fulfilling. And again, another thing is to really focus on your relationship with yourself. So looking at what your self-talk is and what your feelings are about yourself in terms of your esteem and your confidence and really try to be more compassionate and kind and gentle with yourself and your thoughts and in the way you take care of yourself, I think is super important. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love all of that. That is so important. And I love how in your presentation, you talked about the different ways that you can do that through walking, through yoga, through writing in a journal. There are so many different ways that you can get back in touch with yourself and allow yourself to grieve. For me, it's writing. And that's one of the reasons why I have written books is that helps me to compartmentalize and it helps mm-hmm. me to get organized and then I can put that to the side and I can just focus on seizing the day, focus on enjoying what I do have. I love that I can focus on the things that you can do. That's a really positive way for us to go to a real quick commercial. Sorry, folks, but we do have to take a quick commercial break. Thank you, Tracy, for sharing all this information with us. It's really been good, and I hope a lot of other people are listening to this and gaining from your wisdom and from what you've experienced. We will have a quick commercial break, but don't leave yet, listeners, because when we come back, we are going to talk to Tracy about what obstacles she has faced in living with a congenital heart defect and how she's overcome them. We'll be right back. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect, or CHD, community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. 
Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show is Seizing the Day with Tracy Lavecki. Tracy is a congenital heart defect survivor, and we learned in the first segment that she is a survivor of TGA, or Transposition of the Great Arteries, or TGV, if you say Transposition of the Great Vessel. And she also works as a psychotherapist with other survivors, which is really unique. She is the first person that I have met who not only works with other survivors, but is a survivor herself in that area. And so I couldn't wait to have her on the show. We've been having so much fun talking with Tracy. So Tracy, living with a congenital heart defect as a child, I'm sure that you had obstacles that you had to overcome. Can you tell us a little bit about your growing up years and what obstacles you've had to face? Absolutely, Anna. I did have obstacles as a child. There was the pain and trauma of procedures. I did go in for some catheterizations as a child. I remember those well, believe it or not. And I'll tell you, anesthesia back then wasn't what it is today. So I do have those memories. And there was missed school to deal with. And there was dealing with other kids. And PE class was always something that I dreaded because oftentimes I wasn't able to keep up with my peers. And as a teenager, Most CHD patients have a lot of scars, and I have a ton of scars. And as a teenager, that was really, really hard for me. As a teen, you just want to fit in with everybody else. So going to the beach was stressful, and just going swimming and all that jazz was hard. I think growing up, though, into my late teens and early 20s, though, the biggest obstacle for me really was tackling that fear, that fear of taking risks and that fear of really living my life to the fullest and moving away from home, moving away from my mother's home and moving out of state to go to graduate school and finding a new doctor and All of that was really, really hard for me at first, and through the support of my family and really also counseling. I did go to counseling at one point when I started becoming symptomatic, and I was really able to learn how to let go of that fear and learning that there's a delicate balance between denial, full-blown denial and denying that there's anything wrong, and then feeling paralyzed. So I found my balance between the two. And for me, that was life-changing. And now I can move forward and take risks, reasonable risks, and feel like I'm really living the life that I need to. You are the first guest, and I've had over 50 guests. In fact, by now I've probably had closer to 75 guests. You're the first oh, wow. guest to tell me about learning about the balance between denial and feeling paralyzed. I think that's really, (laughs) that's really deep, Tracy. You're the first one to really talk to me about that. I think that's really critical. It is. It is. Because if you read the literature about psychosocial issues and emotional functioning, denial keeps showing up again and again. And I work with a lot of older teens, and I have worked with young adult CHD patients, and I see that a lot, that sense of denial. And that is a really important coping mechanism, but you have to keep it in check and make sure that it's not interfering in your self-care and in your complying with medical advice and really balance that, like I said earlier, with taking some reasonable risks, but also making sure to care for yourself. I don't think it's just the survivors, Tracy. I think that it's also the parents 
we have to sometimes go into a state of denial so that we can mm-hmm. provide a quote-unquote normal life for our heart kids and for our heart-healthy kids. I think that if you don't sometimes allow yourself to go in denial and pretend that everything is okay, you do get paralyzed. You are so overwhelmed by what you're dealing with, especially when you're a parent of a child who's between surgeries and you're so afraid, will they make it to the next surgery? Will they make it through the next surgery? It's really a lot to do with. And I do think that there is a challenge in finding that balance. I like how you said that your biggest obstacle is facing your fears. I think that's probably true for everybody. Yeah, one of the ways I'm able to do that currently is, again, going back to what we talked about earlier in the show, which is making a plan, knowing that you've done everything you need to do, knowing that appointments are scheduled, procedures or surgeries are scheduled, your child or you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing to be as healthy as you can be, and then putting that aside and living and enjoying each other while you're together, enjoying that time together, knowing again that you've done what you need to do and now you're going to just let go. You're going to let go and live and let your child live. Right. Well, I love how you said that one of the ways that you overcame this was by going into counseling because a lot of people think that counseling is an admission of failure or that there's something wrong with them. I don't believe that. I think that going to counseling is actually the first step to getting better. And so it's a very positive thing. So can you tell us as a psychotherapist how going to therapy can actually empower somebody who's born with a congenital heart defect? Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned that stigma because unfortunately it does exist in certain parts of the country. A lot of times people do say to me, oh gosh, I should have come years ago, but I waited because I felt like it was a weakness. And the way Mm -hmm. I see it is that Coming for help, coming to ask for counseling or therapy is actually a sign of strength, courage, and positive mental health because it means that you want to help yourself. And that's wonderful when I have someone who finally does reach out. And there are a lot of ways that a counselor can help. The first, again, is helping a person to go through the steps of grieving or the stages of grieving to ensure that they don't get stuck. A lot of patients have come to me and they're really stuck either in sadness or complicated grief, which can turn into clinical depression can help process feelings of anger. A lot of patients come to me, why me? And they have an overall disposition of someone who is angry and irritable. And counseling can help work through that. Another way is to provide a really safe place for you to come and talk to someone who is completely objective. I know when I was sick and I was in and out of the hospital, one year I was in and out 10 times. I was gearing up for my wedding even. I did not want to talk to my family or my family about some of my fears. I wanted to talk to someone who is completely objective, and that's what a therapist can do for you. Also, they can teach you different ways of managing your stress, teach you relaxation techniques. If you're feeling anxious, if you're gearing up for a medical procedure or surgery, some of these techniques can be just really, really so helpful in terms of helping you to emotionally prepare for what's coming ahead. Therapy can also help you connect to needed resources. They can also help you to evaluate what are your coping skills? How are you coping with the stress related to your CHD and the stress of just being a human being? Everybody needs help in terms of stress management. 
patient. So it can kind of look at what are your day-to-day stressors and what are your stressors related to your CHD and how can you really cope with that in a more healthful way. Finally, it can help you to really look at your support system and see who's in your life that's helpful, who's in your life that isn't, and maybe devise a plan for getting more support if you need more support. I love that. That's so terrific. And I've actually been to counseling myself when I was dealing with some issues. And it was one of the best things that I did for myself and my family. My family needed a mommy who was in control and who could handle her grief. I went when I was grieving the death of two children in my support group, happened really close together, and it really hit me hard. And I just found that I kept getting sick. I couldn't get rid of a cold. I'd get one cold and then I'd get another. And it really laid me down. And I think a lot of it was exactly what you're talking about. I was grieving the loss of my friend's children and it had reduced my immune system to the point where I just kept getting sick. And it wasn't until I went to a counselor and I went to a grief support group and they were very, very warm and welcoming to me. I was afraid I would be shunned because it wasn't my own child that I had lost, but it was the loss of two children in a very tight support group I had, and they acknowledged that I was grieving the loss of a child, even if it wasn't my own physical child. It was two heart children who were very, very dear to me and their families. I was grieving for those mothers and those fathers, and it was so intense that I know I went into a period of depression, and if I hadn't had the counselors and that grief support group, I don't know what would have happened to me, but it wouldn't have been as good for my family. I know I was able to lift myself out of that And I was able to become much stronger because of going to therapy. So all of you listen, if you need a little help, you can. There is no shame in that. So Tracy, we have gone over time. (laughs) But that's okay. We're going to take one more quick commercial break. I will still have a minute to come back and get a little bit more advice. So we're going to come back and talk to Tracy about some advice that she has for adults with congenital heart defects. Parting words of advice from Tracy. So don't leave yet. We'll be right back. Anna Jaworski has spoken around the world at congenital heart defect events, and she is available as a keynote or guest speaker for your event. Go to hearttoheartwithanna.com to learn more about booking Anna for your event. You can also find out more about the radio program. Keep up to date with CHD resources and information about advocacy groups, as well as read Anna's weekly blog. Anna wants you to stay well-connected and participate in the CHD community. Visit hearttoheartwithanna.com today. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show is Seizing the Day with Tracy Lovecki. I have had so much fun talking to this adult survivor who's also a psychotherapist. She has given us so many words of advice, but we're not done yet. We have to tap into Tracy one more time. And Tracy, tell us what you hope to do in the future to help you seize the day. Okay, Anna. So for me personally, I really would like to continue to do the work that I do and continue to spread the word to congenital heart patients and parents of children with congenital heart disease about the importance of really attending to one's emotional needs. That's something that I didn't hear enough about growing up, and I think it is so important. I think that you don't necessarily hear about it from your providers. I really want to spread the word of how important it is. I want to continue to educate both providers and patients and families about the connection between psychosocial health and physical health. I think that is also really 
really important. And again, I'm just so happy to be able to do work that I am so committed to. I can talk the talk, but I can also walk the walk because I've been there and I've been in the hospital without that support. And in my own personal life, I really just hope to stay as healthy as I can and really have the time to continue to raise my two daughters and to continue to teach them the importance of resiliency, which is so important to us CHD patients and so important to, I think, humans in general and gratitude and kindness just in terms of having some fun and taking some risks. I look forward to doing a lot more traveling in my life with my family. I love that. I absolutely love that. So what advice would you give to other adults born with congenital heart defects regarding how they should seize the day or how they can seize the day? Well, I think that it's imperative that they reach out and find support if they need it. One study that I read, and it always sticks with me, talked about how adult CHD patients suffer silently and worry alone. Oftentimes, they feel like, oh, I'm the only one with this defect. I don't know anyone else like me. That is generally not true. There are other people out there. You are not alone. There are resources. There's ACHA. They have a wonderful online peer message board, which is like a support group online. They have a great heart-to-heart ambassador program. It's a peer mentorship program, and that's the program that I help to supervise through ACHA. I would also say be your own self-advocate. Make sure you're working with a doctor, particularly a congenital heart disease specialist that you feel comfortable with. And if you're not comfortable with your physician, and if you don't feel like you're part of the team, then maybe consider getting a second opinion. Um, And finally, the most important takeaway, I think, is don't ever define yourself based on your illness. Define yourself on who you are separate from your illness, what you like to do. For instance, for me, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a counselor, I'm a writer who happens to have congenital heart disease. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I love that. That's a perfect way for us to end the show. Thank you, Tracy, for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me, Anna. Well, it has been a lot of fun. You've been a breath of fresh air. You really have. It's been delightful talking to you. Thank you so much. Well, that concludes this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks for listening today. Please come back next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern time. Until then, please find and like us on Facebook. Check out our website, hearttoheartwithanna.com. And when you're on the website, go to our Cafe Press Boutique. Go to that and you can order some Christmas gifts. Everything that we make from our Cafe Press Boutique goes to support this radio show so we can keep all of our shows in the archives. So 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, you can have access to these shows and get the help that you need, get inspired by people like Tracy Lavecki. Don't forget to like us on Blog Talk Radio and Spreaker. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you've been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time. We'll talk again next week. We'll be right back.